This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wines. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. teammates, bad teammates. I think we know like the obvious bad ones. Like, Isn't Antonio Brown one of the all-time worst teammates? I would say so. Kyrie Irving's going to go down, I think. You know, Kyrie, though, like, they won a championship because of him. In a sports town that was wandering in the championship desert. So, he is a unique player. Unique, um, and he's still at its height where the juice could be worth the squeeze when he is minding his business and just playing, can still be one of the best players in the league. Uh, Antonio Brown just took away so much from everything where it just wasn't worth it anymore. Like a guy like Milton Bradley, like that was one of the as a Cubs fan. One of the obvious ones where he just, they brought him in, oh, we need, we need more of a bad boy in our clubhouse. Remember, that was the answer. We're too nice. Too nice around here. So they brought in Milton Bradley who could hit, but then he was bad and he was a bad boy inside that clubhouse. And it was like Carlos Zambrano was, that's like another one of those, like Sosa, Zambrano, one of those guys. Zimbrano at one time was your best pitcher. Yeah. So so was your best hitter. Like those are the ones that are the really interesting debates. You may find out that the juice isn't worth the squeeze by the end of this NBA season with Kyrie because there is an expiration date on that actual measuring process. Same way the answer to that question was no with Antonio Brown, you know, probably two stops ago or two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, like and then, when he stops being a reason why you win, then all of the other nonsense goes away. You will tolerate the nonsense based on the greatness of the player and the commitment and the production you're getting from that player on Sundays. And then who's going to give him a big deal at the end of the year? And what's the commitment going to look like? Well, like, why would you want to give him a long term commitment? I wouldn't. Yeah. Because what, what can you bank on? How could you bank on any sort of a long-term commitment from him well, what is when he's only shown you? What, what, is, what is his past? Like, you may have some, uh, some level moments where the play is fantastic and he's, he's not a distraction, but those moments don't last forever. I think, uh, like, we were talking about Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen on the court was one of the greatest teammates of all time. Greatest. You wanted Scotty at his, you wanted him to sacrifice scoring and you wanted him to play the point guard from the forward position, he'll do it. You want him at forward to guard point guards, you want him to guard centers, he'll do it. You want him to defer to Michael, he'll do it. He'll do anything. Scotty would do anything. And one of the greatest teammates of all time didn't need the headlines. But then Scotty did weird stuff. Where he sat out without Michael. Did Scotty being a seconds. bad teammate begin when Michael was gone? 
when then he expected to get the Michael Jordan kind of treatment or that's when he stopped being a guy that was willing to sacrifice for the team's betterment? Well, he, when Michael came back, he demanded a trade. I remember I'm go- I won't play another game for the Bulls. I'm going to sit out. I demand a trade. Uh, remember, uh, the, the I'm not going to f up my summer. I do remember well, that. Like again, like that's an like all in all. How could you ever say that he was a bad teammate? Because the the great outweighs the bad by by millions in my book. Because he won six championships. He sacrificed. Yeah. He played with a bad back. He. He, he was always banged up, and he delivered all the time. But there were many traits of his, and this is why eventually, like, I think he got so turned off by the last dance because they shine the light on a lot of his bad teammate tendencies that he had. Well, look, I think that, you know, we have this, this, this myth, mythical thought that all championships are blue skies and sunshine. And... Inside locker rooms and clubhouses, that's not necessarily the case. Even when you win it all, there are still things. Sometimes you overcome controversy inside a clubhouse or a locker room, but you're just so damn talented and your team is so damn good that you get beyond some of that stuff. Just because you win a title doesn't mean that everyone's getting along and everyone in there is a great teammate. Just means that you found a way to all come together and everyone pulling on the same end of the rope the majority of the time ended up on top. Like, I'm sure you can point to a lot of different teams where, like, did Shaq and, and, and Kobe no. get along? No, not at all. I mean, like, they won was, a bunch of titles. And that was, that was again, I, I've mentioned this a couple times, that documentary on HBO Max that you could get in on-demand four episodes, they chronicle the whole thing. And Shaq admits where he went wrong, the, the Kobe stuff, too. Like, it was... It, it, it's very enlightening where Shaq had a lot of the same tendencies that Scotty had about how he decided not to train during off season. Like he sacrificed. He felt so much during the season that he felt the off season was his time. He felt the season was his time to get in shape. He wanted his time to be the off season to relax, to party, to celebrate. And then he used the off season right. to be off. Right. And in football, look, I mean, most recently, look at Russell Wilson. Everyone tolerated him and what he was all about because they were winning. As soon as that thing kind of went south and they weren't winning, you kind of got more insight into who he was. And now you see, you know, he's got his own situation in Denver. He's got his own office and all kinds. Like, that's not being a great teammate. But when you are one of the top five quarterbacks in the league over a seven or eight year stretch, Juice is worth the squeeze. Right. Like You don't really care that you're not the world's greatest teammate because your talent is so elite. I, I, that's interesting, though. Sylvie, you would remember better because this is right in your wheelhouse. Waddle well, asked the question. The first three titles, I was younger, so I don't remember everything. The timeline, though, like what Waddle just mentioned, did, did, was there ever any whispers of Scotty not being a good teammate until the 1.8 seconds? No. And that came like that and the was one the moment point that, came so when the Michael fir- was retired. The right. first three, Pete, you know, no. all I ever remember right. was praise for Scottie Pippen yes. and being a, the best right. teammate. Right. So it wasn't until he got a taste of being the man, but yes. then felt like he was slighted by Phil Jackson. Again, that was his, you know, that was recounted in the last dance. But the first three, Pete, he was the best teammate. Yes. Yes. And, and, and like always on the court, known as the coach on the court, the most knowledgeable guy on the court. 
And again, you ask them to do anything, usually, other than inbound the ball with 1.8 seconds left, you know, he would do. He would do for you. Yep. Guard anybody, you know? That's why I think that, like, you know, you can say whatever you want about Mike. Michael, I think, knew how to leverage himself in a way that got the most out of everybody. Not only was he the greatest player of all time, but he also was able to find a way to get the most out of different guys. Because like, like Meller's saying, like when Michael stepped away, Scotty became a different person, right? Because Michael's not there. Same with probably other situations. Yeah. Talking about this because of the Kyrie Irving stuff. Tom in Dallas is an interesting name. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Tom? Hello, Tom. Tom! Tom! Is he, snor- is he snoring? I don't know. I thought we had him asleep. I, you know what? I think we, I think we gave him ample time. He was going to bring up Derrick Rose. Was that was that a Derrick Rose yeah, caller because he Derek didn't come Rose. back? Because mm-hmm. he didn't try? Yeah. It, it's like it will always go down in history as probably the – would you say in our 16 years, when we're coming up on our 16-year anniversary, that we were paired together? It was sometime here in February when we were first put together. Would you say in the 16 years that Derrick Rose conversation, the months of the conversation – is the most controversial topic we've ever had? Uh, it's up there, yeah, probably, because I think we were both in the camp at the time that, look, if you're cleared, you know, you, you should be back out there trying to play. And he was practicing full go. Yeah. It was like, you're practicing full go, the reports were good, that yeah. he was their best player. Try it in the game, even on a minutes restriction. Yeah. Just try. And if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Right. But just try it. See where it could go. I think that, that, that went on longer, but I think the Jay Cutler NFC Championship game also raged pretty heavily about the people who wanted him to give it a go. Was that really a controversy, though? Or I was think that, a lot of people w- in the like, city were... It was. There were some people that had some red-ass thoughts about it. It was Now, it was more, you know, it didn't go on for nearly as long. Because, I think Tyler probably would have joined that crowd oh, no based doubt. on his performance yeah. or his... From Brock Purdy. Yeah, the Brock Purdy take, well, hot Brock takes. Brock Purdy was thrown on the sidelines. Yeah. Was he? I mean, with a with a with a torn muscle in his arm. Yeah, he's thrown. Dude, a torn torn ligament. He needs us? Tommy John's. Why are you teasing us? Why are you throwing Wait, all this? He's getting Tommy John. That thing I surgery. Jay's riding the bike. He's Let a- me ask you a question. When a guy like when a pitcher, you know, feels the the Tommy John injury occur, you think he could throw? Probably another pitch or two. Oh, I think many have. Right. I feel like you usually see him like whip Don't their arm and get out. Don't be a meatball. <laughs> Did you say whip it out? I said whip their arm around and get out of the oh. game. Uh, Robert, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I should take this call or not. Robert on 355. Hey, Rob. Why is that? <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Go ahead. You, you, you say it. All right. Well, I have two of them. One is what, Tanya Harding and the other one is Delante West. I think you can make a case for both. Tanya yeah, Harding was a, a, a bad teammate when yeah. she uh, well, went she, after yes. Nancy, Nancy hired, Kerrigan. Hired someone to take her competitor out. Right. right. One of the juiciest stories ever. Of all time. Made a movie of it. Yeah. And then the Delante West story. Yep. You got it, Sylvie. Is the rumor that he did something with someone else's mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that, I was think that that's like, a pretty I, bad teammate there. Was, was that rumor fully substantiated or is it still in the rumor ether 
No, that's why okay. it was a rumor. Yeah, I think it's like the Davy Martinez thing that you brought up oh, earlier. Oh, it's real on the streets. Yeah, well, Robert, I said, <laughs> uh, I said to Waddle when I saw your call up there that I think karma got the best of Delonte. Like I think, uh, you yeah, know, what they say what goes around comes around. I think, yeah. I think if that happened, I think it got him. Yeah, well, it got him real good, Sylvie. That's a good point. I mean, they put him real down. I mean, under the ground almost. Thanks, Robert. Hey, he's had some, some he's had a bad rough, issues. Yeah, they've tried to help him. They put him in rehab centers. Mark Cuban helped him yeah. multiple times. Incidentally, right? he's looking for reclamation projects, Mark Cuban, trying to help everybody out. Yeah. Uh, Dave in Crown Point, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. Uh, when you guys were talking about bad team locker rooms, I don't think none was better than the Oakland A's of the 70s. Oh, yeah. 25 uh, Cavs, no. 25 guys. Oh, yeah. And then uh, my guy is Ryan Leaf. I don't remember all the details, and I don't care to remember the details. I just remember him in the locker room. And I think Ryan Leaf was probably the worst teammate of anybody. He was just bad. And he, I mean, he was bad. He was a bad guy. He would tell you that now. Like, he's a good dude now. He, Does, he did went he to have jail. Issues? Did he have addiction issues while he was playing? I don't even remember. Not sure, but, they, like... I don't it, think he did. It was later after yeah. he started failing. But he knows how bad he was Well, he was guy. at his worst. I mean, I think the worst qui- uh, clip of him is screaming at an, a, a media member in the locker room. Yes, yes. That's what I remember. In that Chargers uniform, yeah. right? After practice or right. before practice. Waddle is notorious. Waddle is a brilliant, smart man, but he is on the wrong side of the Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing, and the uh, KD and... Greg Oden. Greg Oden. I still think Greg Oden would have been a hell of a player if he wasn't hurt. He had Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning and Greg Oden over KD. That's why I'm not in the business. (laughs) He's not in the business. Not a scout. Not a scout. (laughs) I remember that the Ryan Leaf... uh, Peyton Manning thing, I think it was when I was working at WGN. It was all the way back then. You thought Ryan Leaf was going to be a star, I did. Right? I did. I thought the, I didn't think Peyton's arm strength, I thought his lack of arm strength was going to get him in the NFL. You were eventually right. Well, I mean, it took year. 20 years. Yeah. It took 20 years. <laughs> Look, you're going to be wrong every now and again. You throw yeah, darts. So you throw enough it, darts, you're going to hey, hit yourself. I thought the Bulls made a great trade when they went after Tyrus Thomas and Lamarcus, I thought yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge was soft. Have conviction, soft. They got a man in Tyrus Thomas. They did. Yes, he was a man. He was a man. They did get a man in Tyrus Thomas. Oh, you were right. He was there. a bad teammate too. Another guy with. I just think he was a bad player. Bad player, bad yeah. teammate. Jason on the South Side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jason? Hey, how are you? The, the guy I got is probably not as talented as some of the guys mentioned, but probably equally bad as a teammate. I think uh, Tiki Barber would be the one for me. The way he threw his quarterback under the bus, his former coach under the bus, and just seemed salty about the success that the Giants had after he left. Yeah, did they? Did they ended up? They ended up winning both after he retired to become quote a TV host, right? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was yes, yeah, he, both. he was very critical of Eli when Eli was young, wasn't he? I think so. I don't think he was well liked. I don't know what the status of his relationship is now, but. With the rest of those guys, but I don't think he was well liked. Isn't it very of a player? It was ironic that like Tiki Barber was always thought of when he left to take the job with the Today Show. Yes, yes. So like everyone's like he's going to be this television star, and he left his career early. And then ironically, it was his teammate Michael Strahan who played to the end, who did become that crossover star. 
who is a megastar now on television. He's as big as anybody yeah. on television. Also, another oddity, I think Rodney Barber is beloved by anybody he's ever played with. You're right. I His mean, twin brother... Yeah. Everybody like goes to the mat for him as being uh, you know they, whenever you hear they're going to go to the mat for him for going into the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. Every, everyone else tells you Warren Sapp, John Lynch, uh, Derek Brooks. They all tell you whether they're right or wrong. They're defending Rondé Barber. Strahan didn't Strahan have an incident as a bad teammate with Kelly Ripa? Did they have a huge fallout on that show? That I don't remember. Don't you remember? Is that what ushered in the other guy? Yeah, uh, what's his Seacrest. name? Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. They, I'm not sure. Kelly hated him. I wasn't following that show. Yes, it was a huge... She, really? she left the show for a day in protest. Huh. That's how really? he Not got sure. to Good Morning America. Is yeah. that where he is now, Good Morning America? I think so. And still does, obviously, the NFL stuff. Mike's on the south side. Mike, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Sylvie. What's going on? What's up, Mikey? Uh, I'm going to say Dennis Rodman. I, th- I think he is like... He is the one guy that everyone knew when you were getting him at the end that he was the bad teammate, and it was just how much could you deal with him being the bad teammate? And the Bulls just accepted it and just dealt with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Uh, I don't... Yeah, you know, going on vacation without leave papers, kicking media in the marbles. Yes. It's never-ending. He headbutted a referee... He kicked a cameraman in the groin. He went to Vegas, took a sabbatical. Well, that was sanctioned by Phil, wasn't it? What? That he was able to, they, 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 we're going to let Dennis, we want Dennis out of here for a while because it's going to revive him. It's going to, you gonna... yeah, yeah, like you got to let Dennis be Dennis. Right. And, and like he was going to, he was going to get thrown out of games, take some texts. But here's, here's, here's what I would ask and you. You, would just, Are you, you just had to deal with it. Do you not want him to be your teammate? Or do you want him to be your teammate and you just understand who he is because he helps you win titles? Right. That's what I mean. You knew what he gave you on the court and you were willing that Michael, Scotty, and Phil were good enough to deal with him and his antics. There's a difference between being a bad teammate that, that sabotages the whole effort or just being a guy that Maybe he isn't doing it the way that everyone should do it, but he's so damn good and he's so damn valuable that you just live with him because he is an asset. But he wasn't good enough where he could have done that on many other teams. No, you know, no. like he wasn't. He didn't. He would have games where he would score zero points and have twenty rebounds. Right. But because Michael was scoring and Scotty was doing his thing, he was just so valuable to the Bulls. But they were like, "Look, what was he part of? Three championships? Three? I would say he's pretty valuable teammate." <laughs> Have we reached the point where Aaron Rodgers is no longer a good teammate? I was going to mention him as well. Um, like, look, is he another example of a guy that is difficult at times and maybe isn't the world's greatest teammate, but he's so damn good you just he's, he's, you, you he's tolerating. He's holding them up right now. Again, he agreed to a three-year deal, and it might as well be a one-year deal. And he's just like... I don't know. It's he so may weird. Play for the Raiders. And he's he's he running the, the Jets. He's running the Brett Favre playbook year after year. Like he's it's so weird. Favre did the same thing for four consecutive off seasons. Takes two to ten. Wow. Aaron Rodgers was like, it's so weird that he's running the same blueprints. Uh, Philly said, "You're on ESPN 1000. You ready for the big game?" Said, oh, "As ready as I'll ever be." Where? What, what are your plans? What are your plans Sunday? Uh, hopefully, not crying when the game's over. <laughs> 
Well, you, outside of that, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, do you lock down? Are you one of these guys that you're so into it that you have to lock down by yourself? You know or do you when watch did, it with a big group? Six, six years ago, I sat in my family room with my wife and my boys and watched it and just kind of tried to ignore my phone as it blew up multiple times throughout the game. Uh, two weeks ago, when they destroyed the Giants, I was actually at a bar with some friends shooting darts. And that's a, that's a lot for me. I usually don't walk away from the TV in my house when the Eagles are on TV. So, But, hey, we'll see. I don't know. The week's young. If I get invited to do something, maybe I'll do something. But, hey, the guy that I actually called about being an Eagle guy is T.O. And I just think about, oh, my gosh, the first year, the only, really the only year that he played in Philly, to have the season he did to get the Eagles to the Super Bowl, the connection that he and McNabb had – and how that even enhanced even more the great connection that McNabb had with Westbrook. I mean, it was phenomenal. And then all of a sudden in the offseason, the immature side of T.O. gets this Drew Rosenhaus in his ear about, hey, I should be your agent. I could get you more. And he allowed that to happen. I, I honestly think at the end of the day, all the guys that we're talking about, they all have one common link. The maturity issue. They just weren't mature enough at the time they were in. I don't think at 30 years old – I don't think Kyrie has the maturity of an 18-year-old, and I think that is a huge driver as to why you see these guys being these divas. And then, of course, you you know, you got to have somebody who uh, is a facilitator, right? If, if you if you got a, a vice, if somebody's giving you that vice, you're going to go to it. As long as people keep playing the game and saying, "Yeah, I'll give up whatever to get this guy on my team," it's going to keep on going. Yeah, I mean, Tio, you can Sid. argue, and, and good luck to your team this weekend, Sid. Um, Thank you. I mean, Tio's a top five wide receiver in the history of the game. He impacted every game he played. I mean, like, you're the juice is worth the squeeze. Even when he's doing stuff that just makes you shake your head. Like, that, the, the thing is, is there are people in all businesses and all walks of life that handle themselves in that manner, but they're so good at their particular craft or they're so good in the role that they play that people tolerate them. But then, then he rips McNabb, and then he's doing sit-ups in his driveway. And guess what? He's still making a difference every time he's on the field. And when he stops making a difference on the field, then his personality issues become magnified, right. and now he's right. no longer a good teammate. And then you got to get rid of him. But it's not sports. We, 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 it's not just sports. It happens in all walks of life, but you just see it because it's televised and it's in a public forum. Like, there are jags in all walks of life but are really talented jags that make you know make the best of their their job situation trevor lawrence whoever it is trevor lawrence oh i got you yeah that's right jacksonville um i'm serious though like there are plenty and guess what it 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 stops being acceptable when that person is no longer having the effect in whatever occupation it is that is carrying you to the top of the mountain once that ends, then you get those people out That's sooner right, rather I than later. Brandon was that way. Brandon was such a like a good example. Elite of that. talent. He was so good, so good. He was very much like you. Will, you will tolerate. It's why people tolerate you know personalities like Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson is a name as of late yeah. that's been coming up too. Listen, if it's if that's a middle of the road quarterback, the guy's gone. You tolerate it because he's one of the top five guys to ever play the position. Arguably. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Good topic. Uh Andrew Siciliano, 
who is the original host of the Red Zone, is going to join us at 4 o'clock. Long time with the NFL Network. Spent a lot of years here in Chicago. Talk some Bears and Super Bowl with us coming up at 4 o'clock. Don't forget, more Sparrow Square. We'll give out some squares when you hear the Sparrow Square drop. Uh, be callers 1 through 5 at 312-332-3776. And then Sunday, the big game pregame brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. will be on our Twitch uh, so uh, noon to two, it will be an exclusive Twitch event for our uh, big pregame for the big game at uh, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. It's time for Waddle's World. Oh, that's a crappy open. Ten, inter- nine interceptions. Nine interceptions. I didn't play defensive back. You're the D-back. Nine touchdowns. Keep going. That's it? That's all you got? Wherever there was a party, Tommy was there. That was Bill Romanowski. That wasn't well, what else John do we Madden. have on that? What, that what wasn't John it? Madden and, and Pat Summerall. Tom Waddle's always right. There you go. Fran. What's going on in there? Do you want the extra open? Did you spill water into the machine? Nah, my, my mind was What a horrible for some teammate. Do you, want, uh, do you want an open? I don't know I why don't I can't recall any of the Madden stuff. What does Ronnie Lott always say uh, about Waddle in here? You, you, we you can all use a teammate like right. Tom Waddle or something like that. You can build around a guy like that or no, some no, nonsense. No, you, you, he's you not, draw from that. He's not quick. He's not fast, but he gets open. That's right. Pat Summerall likes to say. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, I think it's Andre Triplett said Cut that. more times in the fairways at Augusta. He that can't was run, he can't catch, but he gets open. Yeah. That's what Madden. That was one of the best lines from the 1991. From the night, Pat Summerall, I believe, was the voice of our our end of year um, season ending video. And at one point, when they talking about it, cut. This was his line: "Cut more times in the fairways at Augusta." Wow, he was talking about me. That's great. Where where's that? Why don't we have that? That's uh, it's in the like the they used to do end of season like half hour. Recaps like every team would have a video. Oh, yeah, NFL films. Yeah. NFL films would yeah. produce. Can we get that? The propaganda. Can we find that? I, I don't know. I mean, can you? I'm sure if you put it on, uh, you Google it. Look at that belt, fancy schmancy belt. I've worn this belt every day for like six months. It's a golf belt. It goes in my golf pants. Look at that. Yeah. What is that made out of? Uh, I think alligator skin. No, it's just a woven belt. Yeah. Show everyone your belt. Can you play the open while Waddle shows everyone his belt? Look at that fancy belt. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great Bright unknown. lights and loud and noises Chicago get the Tom best Waddle. of you, don't they? Ronnie's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former well, Bears wide receiver. That, he yeah, caught too, everything right? that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Yeah. And, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle. I'd call him BS, Ronnie. He'd rather have John Taylor It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. Yeah, uh, thanks, John. Is that better? It's certainly a better open than the one you provided over there, <laughs> Mr. Like two Words. Interceptions. Yeah, I don't he, know. He, he got nine interceptions. I was uh, distracted. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Uh, on a serious note, with regard to uh, all of the uh, the head-to-head contact, um, 
CTE found in nearly 92% of former NFL players studied by Boston University. Researchers at Boston University uh, today reported finding CTE in 345 of the 376 former NFL players they have studied so far. The school's CTE center said the 91.7 occurrence rate of CTE in ex-NFL players is a sharp contrast with the extremely low population rate of chronic traumatic encephalitis, whatever, in the general public. A 2018 study of brains donated to the Framingham Heart Study detected CTE in only one of 164 samples. The sole case belonged to a former college football player. Boston University scientists say repetitive head impacts are believed to be the top risk factor for CTE, which is degenerative brain disease. Is that scary? So I got that to look forward to. Does it does it scare you? It does, but if I spend too much time dwelling on it, then it becomes um, it becomes a destructive factor in your life. Are they making any progress in? Well, you can't treat it. Well, right, and they can't they can't diagnose it while you're alive, as other than as, the fact yeah. of like the symptoms, right? Cognitive, uh, probably testing, but I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's. It's part of the uh, part of the landscape. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, um, you know, you hope for the best. You try to stay in good shape, or, you know, otherwise. But it it is it was part. Listen, it was part of the it, it was part of the landscape. You know, I think that, as I've always said, I think the league's done a really nice job for the most part trying to get a lot of this helmet to helmet contact out of the game for obvious reasons. But this is an issue for sure. What are you gonna do? Now, well, thanks for bringing the whole uh, uh, you whole thing down. Up the story, yeah, Mister. Do you have the uh, Do you have the the NBA news too? I do, but my uh... never mind. Uh, well, NBA were you, were you no, make a brain joke. Or yeah, something? It was, but yeah. it wasn't appropriate I, at the time. I, it's my brain, so I can make a joke about my brain. Yeah, I know. But, I thought uh, I, I know your brain, and I I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah, and then I just decided to have a little more tact. I wanted to tell you guys that I think James Harrison gave me CTE. James Harrison had a legal helmet for over 20 years in the NFL, and he hit me one time. And ever since he hit me, I've been super aggressive. So blame James Harrison for my CTE. That's Antonio Brown talking that James Harrison gave him CTE like it was like a, in, a, in a in a practice is he talking no about? that was in the game that was uh, there's a game there's a don't you remember the hit where James Harrison hit him wasn't James Harrison part of the Bengals at the time or was it no it was Vontae Perfect right Vontae Perfect Vontae is the one who so maybe yeah you're right maybe you're talking about it was in practice because they were teammates right Correct. Yeah. yes for a long time with the Steelers but Antonio Brown is talking about it like it's an infectious disease he gave me CTE he caught it from him right sneezed on me. Look, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Woj, I got a Woj bomb for you. Uh, the Nets-Mavs trade still hasn't been made official with league off the league office because the Nets are evaluating opportunities to expand the deal with a third team. Teams are expected to make two-way deal official in the next couple of hours unless the Nets find something bigger to fold into it. That's weird, isn't it? Yes. That th- th- this is a work in progress. I well, yeah, I I 
it seems kind of odd that that they would have announced this deal if it was if it wasn't it's odd that they would announce a deal if it wasn't finalized was it one of those uh yeah we'll make this deal unless we can find a better offer it I doesn't don't know. even sound like it's a better offer, per se. They're it's, just trying to get a third team yeah. involved to and, maybe sweeten it. Yeah, and, and the Mavs, I guess, understood that. This is from Tim McMahon. He said that Brooklyn's exploring uh, ways to expand the deal, but Dallas needs the deal done today. Plan is for Kyrie to join the team in L.A. for practice tomorrow and play Wednesday against the Clippers. Everything that is even mildly related or significantly related to Kyrie has a... a, a a tinge of weirdness. Just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dove Kleiman uh, writes about the NFL. Says, is he in Denver? Is he based in Denver? He does a lot of Broncos stuff, or is he does it all? I don't know where He's Dove everything, is. everything, I think. Everything. Yeah. Well, he writes that Sean Payton was introduced as the Broncos' new coach today. One of the things he said was that Russell Wilson will no longer be allowed to have his personal coaches in the building like last season. That's not going to take place here. I mean, we heard stories, didn't we? We heard stories that he had his own office upstairs. Yeah, his own he chiropractor. Had his own, yeah, he had his but, own. But so does Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got his own guy, right? Alex? Isn't that his name? He may, but like I, like he watched film by himself up in his, his office. Right, right, right. I don't know that Tom had an office, did he? Don't you think Sean Payton, though, worked all that out before oh, he took yeah, the job? Yeah, like he so, talked yeah. to him and. He, I would think so, Russ, yeah. look, if I'm taking this job. Russ needs somebody to tell him no. He needs somebody that uh, will put his foot down. And I think there are a lot of people that think that Russ is going to get back to being a, a difference-making quarterback with Sean Payton in charge. Like, don't people always say, it off. Don't they always say that the good players like to be coached? Of course. Of course. By the way, a uh, Google search reveals a Reddit thread a month ago. Who actually is Dove Kleiman? He associates himself with the NFL, but I've never found a picture of what he looks like. Yeah, who's he with too? Like what? out, out uh, a outkick is the outkick. outlets that okay. he was. Did he used to be with ESPN? Was he ever with ESPN at it, at the time? At the time, uh, this Reddit thread uh, is very funny, but uh, there's no credentials. So, like, could he be some like Ooh. just a, like something someone fake? I don't well, know. I'm not well, sure. Could be. That'd be funny. That'd be cool. If, like he was just, it's just a guy. This would be like uh, a figment of somebody's football imagination. It'd be like Fight Club for the NFL. Uh, here's a funny Iowa story. Iowa announces amendments to Brian Ferentz's employment. Salary of $850,000. Effective February 1st, 2023. Down 50000 from last year's salary. Designated performance objectives for the 2023 season include an average of at least 25 points per game and a minimum of seven wins. Well, you can just you can start looking for new work because there's no chance that that Iowa team is going to score 25 points per game. You you know what? You have a better you have more job security in college. Nobody's got more job security in college football. Than, than, the, than the punting coach at Iowa. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ferentz. If you coach punters at Iowa, you'll always have a job because they are constantly in, in, in business and need. Do they get the best punters? Like, you know how, like, Alabama gets just the best players? Yeah. Georgia gets the best players. Are they always the number one recruiting 
destination for punters? I don't know, but they should be. If you're a high school punter, you should. It's Are they like getting the five star punters? I would think so. Like if you're a quarterback or you're wide receiver. You've got Alabama on your list. If you're a punter in high school, yeah. Iowa's the top school on, on your list. Has to be. Has to be the top school on your list. I did watch the Maybe end. Illinois. I was watching the Illinois-Iowa uh, end to the game. It was a good, good finish. Yeah. Iowa I got think him. you're officially, I don't know that you want to let us, I think you're officially a card-carrying member I'm of Orange Crush. I'm a member of the Crush. I'm a member of the Crush. I was rooting for her. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted Illinois to stun him. It was a tough I weekend did. for you and the crew, yeah, wasn't then, it? Uh, the Iowa people were doing some shenanigans. They yeah. were parking a car that looked like it was an, an orange crush car in a handicapped spot, taking up two handicapped spots. Oh, they, they paraded those kids around too, like yeah, like a, and then now, now all of a sudden, like they've got the they've got the boys and girls club on the floor See, for, it's a for a standing ovation. First of all. They weren't even invited before the a week ago. The Iowa Boys and Girls Club, they weren't even invited to this game until they found out about the Orange Crush. You sound like you're mad yeah, that the Boys and Girls like, Club yeah, got about, to go to an Iowa Hawkeyes how basketball game. How about the game? Iowa Hawkeyes invite the Boys and Girls Club to a game before someone scams them? Do you know what I mean? Like... It was an afterthought for Iowa to invite the boys and girls club so, to a so game. Despite the fact that it was a nice gesture, it, it, it was, was fine. It, it's great that it, they invited them. It arose the, out of nonsense. The only reason they invited the Iowa Boys and Girls Club was because the Orange Crush scammed them. I I and I. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, a little preview into my dirty in today's Good, Bad, and the Dirty. Uh, you all got roughed up. Tom Brady says he'll start with the uh, Fox Sports job in 2024. Thought this was uh, pretty interesting. Do we have this with Colin? We played it a little earlier, I think, for, for Carmen. I want to be great at what I do. And even, you know, talking even last week with the people at Fox Sports, you know, and, and the leadership there allowing me to start, you know, my Fox opportunity in, in the fall of 2024 is something that's great for me. So take some time to really learn, become great at what I want to do, become great at. Um, you know, thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything. And I, I, I think when people really bet on me, I think one thing about my career, whether I was when I was drafted by the Patriots or signing for agency with the Bucks, I wanted to be, you know, fully committed. And I, I never wanted to let people down. I think my biggest motivator was that. So, you know, even in the future, I want to be great at what I do. And that always takes some time and strategizing and, and learning and growing and evolving. And I have so many people to rely on that um, can support me in that growth too. So, it's going to be a good, great opportunity for me to take some time to really uh, certainly become at my Fox broadcasting job, which I'm really looking forward to, but also catching up on other parts of my life that uh, need, some, need some time and energy. It's Tom Brady with Colin Coward. Um, I credit, not surprised I, at all. I credit us for, uh, remember when I said, what do we need to do to keep Tom Brady out yeah, of the booth? No, you're right. With the Greg Olson situation. Yeah. I think it worked. Um, I'm still not 100% sure that he's going to go to the booth in 2024. But I'm not. I, th- I think this is a great decision by him. Get away from the game for a while. Yeah, he, he may enjoy life so much yes. and he may say, I, I don't like, want this. I like my free time. Yeah. I got enough money. Why do I need to be in a booth? By the way, uh, Tyler, it looks uh, like at the age of 78, Jim Beheim probably going to return for the 23-24 season, he says. That's a smoke screen. Smoke screen. He's done. He's been done, but he's done. <laughs> 
Heard he was getting angry with people this weekend as well. All right, when we come back, I got some nonsense for you. If this wasn't a full segment of nonsense, I've got some real nonsense for you when we come back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. I have a simple request for people out there. Can we stop declaring people dead before they're they're actually dead? Was this was this a news story or the same? So was this? I got two of them. Oh, good. Funeral home finds woman breathing hours after being declared dead. Because we just had a story like this. Miller too. Place, New York. An 82 year old woman was pronounced dead at a New York nursing home, but found to be breathing three hours later at the funeral home where she had been taken. The woman was pronounced dead at the uh, rehab and nursing center uh, at 11.15. A woman whose name was not released was taken to the funeral home uh, a few miles away at 1.30 and was discovered breathing at 2.09. Do those people end up, like, thriving afterwards or do they die soon after that? I could tell you a lie and, you know, what do you, try what, to get... What would you think? Um, I think that the people are probably very sick to begin with, yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, but I'm not sure what their ultimate... There are probably no marathons in their future. Probably no marathons in their future is a good way to say it, Jeff. Probably a little callous, but, you know... I'm just stating the stating obvious. the obvious. Looking that, for a little that, chuckle. In the but hey, no that, laugh. That's oh, yeah. a win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a win. When you're laying in the morgue and then you, you gasp for air, that's a win. Fly the W. The good comeback story. Oh, do, they, do they fly the W flag or do they actually call their lawyers because their asses are about to be sued? Well, that's a win, too. Speaking of that, um, the apparent premature declaration of death occurred days after a continuing care home in Iowa was fined $10,000 over a similar incident. Oh, Iowa in the news again, huh? Oh, Orange Crush coming at you. Authorities in Iowa said that a 66-year-old woman was declared dead on January 3rd at a special care center in Urbandale. You know where Urbandale is? It's near Des Moines. Where she was receiving hospice care. So she's she's uh, obviously Meller, as you like to put it in your very, I don't know, touching way. There's no marathons in her future either, even if she's probably no iron, probably no Iron Man either. No, or Iron Woman. Correct. Uh, the woman was actually placed in a body bag and taken oh. to the funeral home where workers found that she was breathing and called 911. It's really a simple request on my behalf. Be sure. It's not like, you know, you, you, you think you locked the door on the way out. You're going to dinner with your wife. You have to turn around and come back and make sure that you locked the door when you left. I think this is somebody. This is a human being. So like, how, how many times do you believe they checked her pulse not before sure. they declared her dead? I don't know. You know? And how likely is it that your pulse can be absolutely yeah, not even recognizable, but then you... Faint? Do you think it's faint in its carelessness by the, the coroner there in this situation? I would say that there's somebody didn't do their job. Wouldn't you say it's pretty fair? Pretty fair. I'm thinking, too, the 10 grand's light. The penalty... Right here, you got I someone who's alive 10 in grand, a body bag. Ten grand over a similar incident. I think that that's like, like I'm with you on that. Right, you know, like that's like me when you uh, spit in someone's food. You should be. It should be a harsher penalty. Right. When you put a live person in a body bag, it should be a more. So, 
It should be a more serious penalty than ten grand. Yeah, ten grand seems a little late I, for putting I, someone in a body bag before they were actually dead. I feel like if you're the funeral home, though, or the coroner's office, the move is to say that you brought them back to life. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, you got to go on the offensive here. Hey, how about a little something for the effort, you know? Otherwise, you'd be in the ground without us. If you are proven to be responsible, I'm just saying, ten grand's light. Ten grand's light. I'm just saying. I think ten grand's a little. Okay. Light. Always quick to blame people. No one wants to give anyone credit for helping them out. There. Well, I mean, like, let's what? lift people up, not put like, people down. Yes, yes. But it's you burn the house. Life, you, you burn the house down, and then you cleaned it up, right? I mean, like, you don't Did get you? any credit for cleaning it up. I don't know. I don't. You know. burn the house down. You don't get credit for cleaning it up. Just say. Without us, you light be- the fire. You call the, the 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 fire department. You don't get credit for calling the fire department when you lit the fire. Right. Without us over at Hawkeye Funeral Home, you wouldn't. You'd be buried in the ground, right? Hawkeye Funeral Home. Is, and that's their that's their. <laughs> Your Without- Honor, I'd like to say, if it wasn't for us over at the Hawkeye Funeral Home, that woman would still be in the ground. Oh, okay, fine. You're good, right? You can go. Yeah. No, ten grand's too. We late. punt the body better than anybody. How about this story, real quick, too? A woodpecker stored over 700 pounds of acorns in the walls of a California home. Oh, that that's a nightmare for me. Don't tell me oh, about you that. Got wood, you that's got pecker problems y'all, at your house, don't you? got pecker problems. Yeah. A new one, too, in the oh, front really? of the house. Yes. How, it's, how does a pecker go out there and do its work in this kind of weather? Uh, Not today's well, weather, well, but now the they're back. Yeah, now they're looking. Got a bunch of nuts in your uh, attic? Don't start talking about my peckers and nuts. I'm just asking you: Did they do, are they doing the same thing? Are they putting their nuts in your? Uh, well, in your... this is nightmare fuel for me. Like I, oh, who knows what they've been up to? They're capable of a lot I mean, of this. I feel like that's a nightmare for a lot of guys. Right, Pe- pecker uh, and nut problems. Let, let's having talk... your nuts put in somebody's attic. Let's talk to Andrew Siciliano about the Bears, about the Super Bowl, about a lot of stuff. Speaking of light stuff, Waddle thought uh, the latest mock draft on ESPN. And a trade that they projected the Bears making. He didn't think the Bears got enough in the mock. We'll talk to Siciliano about that. What does he make of Justin Fields? Talk to Andrew coming up next.